0: Chicago, this is your new morning routine, Cap and J-Hood, follow Cap J-Hood on Twitter and Instagram, watch the show on Twitch, follow ESPN 1000 Chicago, stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app on ESPN 1000, and now on FM at 100.3 HD2, now, now, now on Chicago's home for sports, David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning,
1: everyone!
0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring them out, bring them out.
2: Bring them out. Go, go. Welcome into the Kaplan J. Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with david kaplan jonathan hood with you we got shay we got jay moore we got you for a three-hour ride on a deal breakers thursday we'll open phone lines for you 312-332-espn-332-3776 is our phone number good morning twitch twitch.tv forward slash espn 1000 chicago that's how you can watch this show and all the shows here on espn 1000 cap you know it is interesting For you and I to be living in this world-class city of Chicago or the Chicagoland area, at the very least, we know how to be able to handle the snow. We are not panicked when it's the snow because you and I are veterans of the snow or the snowstorm.
1: That is correct. And you had travel issues doing basketball two nights ago. Last night, I had a great game to call. I had Illinois State at Bradley. The war on 74. Uh Uh-huh. And I thought going into it, full disclosure, it's a blowout. Bradley's going to just destroy them. I know you thought it was a blob because you started your car at 830.
2: Game's still going on. I did. This is going to be over soon. Don't worry about it, Mindy. I'll be home. Take that.
1: And I hit the remote start on the car. Uh-huh. Going into the game. One of the members of my crew, I won't throw the guy under the bus, he said, better have a lot of material. This is going to be a 20-pointer. Okay. Overtime. Mm-hmm. Illinois State should have won. Yep. They lose in overtime, 79-75, and I hit the remote start three times till that thing finally ended. Mm-hmm. Came out. You people know how to drive? Yeah. Can't get out of the parking lot. Sitting there for half an hour. Snow? How's that snow down there? It was coming down when the game ended. Mm-hmm. I crawl my way out. I get on 74. There's cars in ditches, and I'm thinking, hmm, I probably shouldn't eat this salad that I saved for the way home. Right. A little messy. Nowhere to get a cup of coffee. I mean, it's Peoria. They're closed. Yeah. I thought, I'll get a nice coffee. I'll make. Dude, I'm driving. There's another car in the ditch. There's one spit. I'm like, oh, boy. Nice and slow. Took my time. Bet the Seattle Kraken game, so I had something to listen to. Mm -hmm. And I listened to hockey coming back.
2: No salt trucks down there? I don't think they know that concept. Oh, my God. Two things about that. Well, number one, great for the, game for that for them not to have any salt trucks for it, because you have to anticipate the snow, right? Whether it's a big town or a small town, everyone is the weather authority. The weather authority, look out, storm team, blah, 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 you know, supposed to scare you, right? They know the the snow's coming, so make sure that the people are prepared for it, correct? Right? Correct. The other thing is too. What I always find fascinating about this state is is that you're calling that game the War on Seventy Four, and you and I speak in a midwestern chicago accent for the mm-hmm. most part right mm-hmm. that's what we are you just go not even two hours outside of the city and all of a sudden hey david how are you good to see you i just left the house what happened right <laughs> now i'm in kentucky what happened
1: it's exactly why, right why does
2: it happen? i mean, two hours outside the state well if you're looking for the media room it's just right down the hall man, and then
1: hang a left Excuse me? Exactly. Where am I? (laughs) Oklahoma? I just left the house. And I had a guy walk up to me. Yeah. He's got one of those beards with no mustache. The Amish. The Amish, yeah. Yeah. And he handed me that. C. Everett Coop look. Exactly. The former (laughs) surgeon general. (laughs) And he hands me two $1 bills Mm -hmm. with the same. Hey, David, I listen to you in hoodie every morning. There's $2 I saved for you for Bernie's book bank.
2: Oh, that's very good. Thank you, C. Everett.
1: There you, I don't know where the money is. There you go, Darren, at Bernie'sBookBank.org. There's some things overflowing with money. So thank you to the gentleman at the game yesterday. Now, but it, it was cool.
2: The reason why I bring this up, and I was absent yesterday, because your partner is a smart man. Smart man. Here's why I'm smart. You know why that is, Shay? Is because there I am in the Ozarks in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, boy, that, I tell you what, this valley. A lot of Jonathan Hoodstown. A lot, a lot, a lot, yeah, yeah, not too many, no. <laughs> Quite the garden spot, right, in the Ozarks. So there I am, Cap, and I knew because I look ahead. Tuesday, we do the, I do the show from ESPN, what was it? The ESPN affiliate in, in, in Springfield. Mm-hmm. The jock, take a sniff. The jock, take a sniff. And right? They have a
1: mascot. We got to get into that, too.
2: Yes, so I'm doing the show from there. Affable people, great. The guy there that works there, Tom says, "Well, I don't know. Snow's going to be coming. Know if you'll be able to get out tonight? Excuse me. I don't know if you'll be able to get out tonight. Why don't you guys? You know, be salt trucks I and mean, we just snow. We get no. Now we kind of panic around here. We're going to close the schools probably on tomorrow. It's like you're going to close the schools. <laughs> now it's flurries. It's not bad, Cap. Right. We do the game on on Tuesday. We lost UIC lost to." Uh, to uh, Missouri State, seventy three sixty nine. I think tough, yeah. tough game, tough yeah. loss. We get out of the arena and it's coming down, but not so bad where it's a panic. We've seen two or three inches on the ground before. That's ah, no bad. Right. And I'm slipping a slide and sliding, trying to get to the bus. All right, here I have Here we go. I'm getting on the bus. Good, Jim. All right, here I go. Good. good, 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 driver. <laughs> so, I'm, so, so, I'm, so I'm there with the driver, and he's like, you know, it's good. So can yeah, we get on the bus? And we're headed to the airport in Springfield. And we're sitting there for 45 minutes. They would not let us on the tarmac to get on our charter flight. And the snow's coming down, sure. But, I mean, they would not let us get on the plane. And I said, well, the thought is, well, maybe we have to turn around and go back to the hotel. Finally, we were able to get on that that flight. But, of course, you get on the the plane. You sit comfortably. And the guy says, Uh, we have a problem with our engine. It's going to be a little bit of time. Now it's 1130 at night. Now it's 12. Now it's 12.30. We don't get out of there until 12.30 in the morning. we got a problem with our engine. We usually get a to get our part from Milwaukee, but we'll see if we can get a part for our engine. Now, of course, that is panic time when you say there's a problem with the engine. Correct. On a charter flight, this ain't American or Southwest. Right. Who's who's fixing that engine for me? Cap. Engine problem. Now, that's panic time. Now, got... Elmer, can you come over? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if Elmer's got to fix it. You know, Now we got a problem, right? I'll see if I can do, try to put this engine here so y'all can get back to Chicago. Excuse me? Chicago. Cap, <laughs> they start the engine of this thing. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it. That, now, again, it's not just a regular plane where it's, you know, these planes are streamlined. You don't hear the, the engine. It's not so loud. On that plane. <laughs> 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 oh, God. <laughs> that, like They don't sound good, Cap. And, of course, the smell coming out of there, it's, it's as if this this plane's been sitting there for months. That's what it's, because you got to let it warm up, apparently. A plane needs to warm up. Cap, <laughs> warm it up like an old jalopy, like an 84 Chevy. <laughs> oh, God. I better call Cap. I may not make it. Get Jesse in. <laughs> I may not make it. So I didn't, so after all that, finally landed Midway, about a quarter to three. I knew that it wasn't, I I couldn't just get back here at midnight, come and do the show. I knew it was going to be late. A little bit of snow is the thing that delayed it. A little bit. If it's O'Hare, Midway, some other metropolitan city, it would have been fine. Springfield, Missouri, no shot. No shot. No shot. And there's a lady there, right? So on these charter flights, you get the announcement for any flight. Hey, this is how you put on your seatbelt. Here's the whole thing with the mask and everything else. So you She's there and she's just in the phone talking to herself. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna send you the video. Welcome to our airline. Just want you to know that you have to put on your seatbelt. Excuse me? Hello! Hello! I can't hear you. Yeah. I mean she, she's barely talking into the into the receiver, right? Brutal. Brutal. Scary. Scary. My point of all of this is, is that at least in our city, we know how to handle the snow. Correct, and and we don't panic. I don't care what they say on the television with these things. Is weather alert? Oh my God, snow's coming. Okay, I think we can handle it.
1: Yeah, we'll be fine. (laughs) But in these other towns, cap? Oh boy! Last night leaving Peoria. Yeah. Are you people aware that we live in the Midwest? Yes. This is not Naples. Florida is
2: Is it difficult for snow for uh, or rather salt for some cities to be able to put salt and put it into place it must be
1: it must be and then i got a guy i'm trying to get out of the parking lot and there's a stoplight getting out of the parking lot Mm -hmm. oh god thank god it's green can we go guy gets out and has to get something out of the trunk now the light changes again i'm like really you know what that's just that's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. How, how's that work
2: in Michigan, uh, Shay? How's that work? You, got, you guys that salt
3: in the Oh, yeah, we towns? got salt. It's a lot like here. I was driving down Lakeshore the other day, and the salt truck was doing about 60 while salting Lakeshore. I thought it was all going to go through my windshield. <laughs> okay. It was bouncing up off the road. No, it's yeah. a lot like that in Michigan. You see the salt trucks everywhere going fast and doing the salt at the same time. Uh, it's overly salted, maybe.
1: Nothing wrong with that. I was driving to do a game at University of Detroit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not taking a flight or I want to get back through do, do the radio. Yeah. So I, Well, the only car I owned back at that time was my used Corvette. Yeah. A blizzard hits. Oh, boy. I get off to get a cup of coffee. It is snowing like you can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Cars all over the place. I pull into the little Mini Mart gas station thing, truck stop, whatever. I walk in and there's a police officer in there. He doesn't engage talking to me. Mm-hmm. He's talking Hey Marge, how are you? And I go, <laughs> it's awful out there. <laughs> and she said, How the roads? He said, I'm getting ready I have to pull a car out. Where'd go out? He goes, It hasn't yet. Some idiot's got a Corvette out there. <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> <laughs> Some idiot has a Corvette. Yeah. I'm the idiot. I said, that would be me. He goes, <laughs> Are you nuts? Thank God I didn't go into the (laughs) tent.
2: So I'm good. By the way, the next now you want to know because you'll always ask, where's your next game? I'm just telling you, right? Yep. So at some point during our show, I got to go to Evansville. Am I good there? No, I'm not. I'm not
1: good there. That's that's worse than Springfield, Missouri. Okay,
2: I gotta go to. I've been to Normal. Gotta go to Illinois State. They're fine. That's fine. Again, when you go again, just from Chicago to Illinois State, the accents change. That's crazy. That's just it's weird how that happened. A lot of Carhartt at the game last line. <laughs> <laughs> Those are just the women <laughs> with the Carhartt, right? So I think, though, and I gotta go to Tennessee. I gotta go to Nashville for to Belmont. That's fine, right? Uh, you'll be fine. Man. That's, a, that's big city. It's a big city. a big city, improving city. Excellent food. Nashville's yeah. great. Yeah,
3: it's a good city. I was talking about this with uh, Tyler Rocky the other day, Hoodie. When you left to go to Springfield, yeah. UIC if people don't know used to be in the Horizon League. They took a step up in class to yep. the to the Valley. Hoodie took a step down in cities he <laughs> travels to. I mean, the Horizon you get Milwaukee, you yeah. get Detroit. Maybe yeah. you stop in Cincinnati. You get Cleveland, uh, Green Bay, whatever. But I the Valley, Hoodie, it's it's desolate.
2: <laughs> well, I got this from Pat Foley. The what he used to say, you know, it would be. Being I in mean, Edmonton, someplace, and it goes, they'll roll up the streets at eleven. Hurry up with the game. It's something like that, right? Because you can't eat, right? Same thing here in some of these cities, Terre Haute. So long, everybody. Yeah. Dark at at eight thirty. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. The the hotel I stayed in and uh in Springfield, the bar closed at nine. Right. You're coming back there after a game, starving. Nothing. No shot. No. They're gone. The the person that's in the little bistro in the hotel cab. He gave me, like, some water at night when we first got there on Monday night. And Tuesday morning, I'm looking for, like, a, you know, a coffee, a little sandwich, so we could do our show on Tuesday. It's the same guy. Same guy. He, and he looks so disheveled. I'm like, do you live here? You just served me at 7 o'clock the night before, and here and here it is, 5 a.m. Good morning. What can I do for you? I'm like, hey, Sam, are you the same guy that I saw last night? Crazy. He's just working the whole shift. Right. For like 7 a.m. till they close at 6. Bro- the, brutal. Guy, the guy behind the counter, Cap. The same guy. Br- brutal. Brutal. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Oh, God. Man, it's, just, it's a small town living. It's, it's, it's fascinating to I've me. I've been
1: there. It's, it's Morgantown, West Virginia. What a dump. <laughs> it's, it's something, man. It's, it's very interesting.
2: This is for sure. <laughs> All right. We're going to talk a little bit about the Bears with you. If you believe the Bears are three years from the Super Bowl, should they reset the clock on the quarterback? Now we'll explain what that means. Reset the clock on the quarterback. We'll talk about that coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings at seven. That's why I see
0: imagination. Shot, no shot. With Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN One Thousand and the ESPN app. That's why I see
2: shot. Good morning, and welcome into the Cap and Jay Hood Morning Show here on ESPN One Thousand and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you. Time now, Cap, for Shot or No Shot.
1: Here is our guy,
3: Snorling. It's the nicest intro I've ever gotten from you, Kaplan. Good morning, boys. I'll fire on you later. <laughs> yeah, I would expect that normally. Here's Snorbor. That's what I usually think I'm going to get. Well, you didn't. I appreciate that. Good to you see this I'm ha- you this morning. happy to be here, boys. All right, let's get started. The Tribune released their initial... Oh, actually, I wrote this wrong. The Sun-Times released their initial mock draft. i got to make sure I credit this properly.
2: Yeah, same, same difference. guy.
3: The, the Sun-Times released their initial mock draft today. It had the Bears trading with the Colts out of the top overall pick and taking Jalen Carter with the fourth pick in the draft. The Bears received the fourth pick and the Colts' 2024 first-round pick. That's all they got back, which, honestly... Probably the most realistic mock with a trade that I've seen yet. There's none of this ridiculous seven picks plus Quentin Nelson no, stuff. No. So, shot or no shot, not only is it the most realistic, it's also the best result.
1: So, we go one to four, mm-hmm. we pick Jalen Carter at four, and then get one more first round pick for making that exchange. And That pick should be reasonably decent because I don't think the Colts are going to be very good. Um, I would think you could do better than that,
2: personally. It's a, it's a no shot for me. No and, shot. And just, I'd be glad to be wrong and the Bears get better from this draft. I just don't expect them to find the deal that they want to trade out of one. I don't expect that. And I'm prepared to tell you because I know this is going to come up. If the Bears only pick their number one pick and they don't do anything else in the first round this will be considered a failure, which I totally disagree with because we don't know what the rest of the draft's going to look like. I'm telling you that's
1: what's going to be the conversation. Uh, no question. People are so over their skis on social media. They're going to get DeForest Buckner, Quentin Nelson, no. the fourth pick, the second number one, two more number one. I mean, come on, stop, people. The other GMs, put yourself in their shoes. Are you doing it? You're not. No. So to me, that's a no-shot if you want to have a bigger package
2: for that, that's fine. Shea, uh, Shay, I just don't expect that.
1: And don't forget last year, Jacksonville already had Trevor Lawrence, their guy. They had the number one pick and they did not trade out of it.
3: Yeah. Shay.
1: All right, uh, Mel Kuyper was
3: on with Waddle and Sylvie yesterday. He said he still expects the Chase Claypool trade to work out. He cited the reasoning. But there was nobody else on the roster. I mean, if the if Claypool's the best receiver on the field, you're probably not going to get a lot of help from Anybody, you're going to be well defended. Sure. So my question, though, shot or no shot, do we still believe the Chase Claypool trade can work out for the Bears?
2: That's a shot. Yeah, that's a shot. I'm with Hoodie. That's a shot. Now, now here, let's put it in perspective, though. That guy's not a number one receiver. He isn't. But he's a piece. You make that deal because you want him to be a piece and be a difference maker in the slot,
1: right? Correct. Okay, so why can't he be that guy if he's healthy? He runs well. He's strong. Yes, that's definitely a shot. Am I thrilled that we gave up the 32nd pick for this guy? No, but he still has
2: talent. And You can get a chance to renegotiate and try to get back in the draft. Maybe you can get the 32nd pick if you make a deal, if that's what you, where you want to be. If you want multiple picks in the first round, you can find, you can find a deal. But if you don't make it, that's, that's not the end of the world. But, of course, we'll have a spotlight on Claypool in a big way if he does not succeed. So far, the whole season, (laughs) I didn't have expectations. This upcoming season, yeah, I have bigger expectations because the team will be different. A lot of those guys we saw probably won't be with the Bears this upcoming season. Correct. So, um, yeah, my expectations is that he can be a difference maker for the Bears.
3: Shay. If you missed Mel Kiper on Waddle & Sylvie, by the way, the ESPN Chicago app, the podcast available there. It's 2.30. Uh, Mel Kuiper was on with the boys. Patrick Williams is slowly becoming a bright spot for the Bulls in this mediocre season. His scoring average has raised by nearly four points since the awful start, his seven-point average in the first month. Now he's only really battling against finding consistency. He'll go from 10 rebounds to five rebounds. He'll go from 20 points to 10 points. He's really just got to find a groove and stay in it. But shot or no shot, Patrick Williams has at least cemented himself on this roster through the trade deadline.
1: Oh, that's a shot. You'd have to be a moron to move on from a 21-year-old kid with his athletic gifts. And he plays hard. And everything I've heard is they love him in the room. So he's a good dude. He plays hard. He's 21 years of age, and he's an ascending player. Yeah, that sounds like a guy I'd want to get rid of. Not.
2: Let me condense a conversation I had at the bar in Springfield, Missouri, with... Do you remember Marlon London? Oh, absolutely. Played for DePaul? Yeah, really good oh. player. So he's on the UIC Flames staff. And, of course, you know Kenny Williams, who, the Hall of Famer for UIC. Yeah. We're all together. Hey, mm-hmm. uh, bartender, let me get three Glenn Libets, please. Thank you. We sit down and have a good conversation about basketball. And sometimes when you talk to people, common sense enters the room. And that's what we love about being on
1: the road. It's yeah. that interaction there.
2: We're just having a conversation. And, the, and sometimes common sense enters the room. Here's the common sense about, especially the NBA. Listen to this, Shay. You know, some nights, for especially like a young player, it's not his night. In this situation, with this Bulls, it's Levine, it's DeRozan, a lot of times it's Vooch. And then Patrick Williams got to find his spot on the floor. Like, as much as I want him to have a double double like he had the other night Hit against atlanta 10. yeah which was impressive yeah. that was the most impressive thing i saw in that game and he and defended
1: 10. the heck out of the three-point strike
2: that's what i love we're watching that on monday night at the bar and so against indiana in which was an unbelievable disappointing game for the bulls he has seven and five all right cap well keep in mind you have a ball dominant guard like levine you got derozan on the floor you've got vooch on the floor so where does Patrick Williams find his spot? Where does he get his opportunity to score? It's not going to be there every night with those three players on the team. So we have to look at the rebounding edge. Are you crashing the boards? I expect I'd love to see seven or more rebounds
1: a night from him. And I don't think that's unrealistic. May not that, happen tonight yeah. against Charlotte, but I do think he's an ascending player. And it people are looking at Mark and now just tearing up the league. And everyone's like, God, well, why did we get rid of him? Because you all wanted to run him out of town. He stinks. Another bad pick by Garpak. Hey, he needed to mature. You have to live through the growing pains. And player freaking development. And it's the same thing up at Hallis Hall. Player
2: development. If he's around the rim, Cap, he should be able to get four or five baskets on tip-ins. Agreed. Just around the back. Offensive rebounds put back. He doesn't need to be... I know he shoots well from three. I know he can. But if you feel like you're not getting the ball... Be around the rim; you'll get the ball.
1: Yeah. De- DeRozan said after the game the other night, "No one's harder on Patrick Williams than me." He said, "I'm telling that kid, be aggressive. No one's going to say a word to you if you take shots and miss. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, absolutely, that's a shot that Patrick Williams can be a guy for this team. But again, as we talked about in that at the bar, yeah, some nights is not your night, but you got to find a way to be able to maximize your minutes on the floor.
1: Correct."
3: Shay. All right, Hoodie. The Atlantic 10 had a hell of a night in college basketball. There was a fire alarm that went off. There was a live in-game marriage proposal in the St. Bonaventure game. And then finally, an Uber Eats delivery guy walked onto the court mid-play during the Loyola and Duquesne game last night. Shot or no shot, the Uber Eats guy was a part of a Super Bowl commercial.
2: I mean, it, it, it will be. Um... But I don't, that's a no shot. That came out of nowhere. And here, again, Cap, you see the Uber Eats guy. Okay, you know that just in any building, you enter, they check your pockets, making sure that you don't have any weapons. You gotta give a ticket, you gotta be able to go through security, and then you can get to your seat. How in the hell at Duquesne could this Uber Eats guy go through security and be able to get all the way down to the floor? And then be on the floor looking for the person who wanted the Uber Eats, who wanted the Big Mac and Small Fry.
1: How did he get down there? I've done games in that arena, many. I I have no idea. I know exactly where he would have walked in. It's in the back. There is a metal detector right there. You got it. Even me, and I've done a billion games, Mm -hmm. they'll see me. You got your credential? Dude, I've been here 40,000 times. Doesn't matter. You got to go over there, you got to get your credential. I'll let you on the floor. No.
2: How did he get all the way on the floor?
1: It, and then they see
2: the official? Like, yeah. get off! Yeah. He's like, Carl? Carl? You there, Carl? Now, who was that food for? A player? Was it for a referee? Maybe it was the referee that's like, saying, hey man, not now. I said halftime. Not now.
1: Right. Not now. Right. He's Al Michaels. He eats at halftime.
3: How does that happen, Shay? Does that work? I mean, I've only covered Big Ten games, but like if when you go to those, you God. have to walk past so much security. You, there's event staff in the tunnel. There's people from the the school. There's people from the team. There's people from the arena. You're not getting through the tunnel. I had credentials on hoodie. I couldn't get through the tunnel. Like how? Who is just going? Yeah, I got Uber Eats for somebody, and you can walk right by. Yeah, no problem, buddy. Go right here on the court.
2: What? I, what? I need someone to be able to investigate this because it sounds like a fraternity
1: prank. It does. Does it not? Either a fraternity prank, prank, or it's a commercial. We'll I think it's a commercial. Anywhere
3: it's got to be a commercial. It's got to be Uber Eats. Uh, more anytime you need it, or some dumb Super Bowl thing where they show this guy walking on the floor mid-play. I think it will be, but the idea that it's, it's at
2: Duquesne, Duquesne Loyola, random. Well, that, deep, that's, that, that's deep on the ESPN Plus
3: meter. You got to get two dead body uh, A ten schools to agree to have a guy walk on the field uh, on the court mid play. Well, that's not going to te- happen. I in don't think Kentucky. the teams had any idea. BBN Blue Blood Nation's not putting up with an Uber Eats guy disrupting a play. You got to find two deadbeat teams to let this happen.
2: I, 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 you know, Drew Valentine has his own problems. I don't think he was involved with this at all. No shot.
3: Do you it's, not think like if it's a Super Bowl commercial, which I think it is, that's my theory? Don't you think like Duquesne gets contacted by Uber Eats and they go hey, we're going to give you X amount of dollars to let this kid walk on the court mid-play so we can film it and do it for the Super Bowl? So you're Bowl?
1: telling me that Keith Danbrot, the coach, who, by the way, was LeBron's high school coach, mm-hmm. Keith Dambrot, hey, uh, just in case you guys pass it to the short corner here, because the guy had the ball. <laughs> short He's <corner>. standing <laughs> in the short corner. You know, balls just to the right of yeah. the top of the key. There's yeah. the short court. Get off the court! <laughs> you're telling me the coach knew that. No chick. The guy. I is, know Keith. No, Keith. Listen, Keith, we're getting a million dollars to let him do this. Okay, just that. put him. I'm up with text it this Keith. one time. I'm going to text him. I'm going to ask him. Did you know that guy was going to walk on the court?
2: Put that on the poll, please, at ESPN 1000. Shay, do you believe that this ends up being a Super Bowl commercial? Yes or no? I, I just, I just, I just think it's so random. The guy just walking on the court. I, I mean, where's the security? They allow this to happen? If this is in Chicago, that guy would have been tackled.
1: Correct. Are you kidding me? One of those off-duty Chicago police officers in the yellow coats that used to guard Michael. Yes. They're tackling that guy.
2: Uh, For Carl. For Carl. Oh God! Yeah. (laughs) Down. Exactly. Fries. Fries everywhere. Right.
1: Apple pies. Uh, Letting that guy just saunter around on the the court, having the the small the the the, uh, Coke
2: all over the. Hollow the floor. Apple pies. I but that's my it.
3: point. I mean, at the Big Ten, some eighty-year-old woman named Debbie's in the tunnel. She's stopping you. You'd be shocked how strong she is. She's stopping you from getting out of the tunnel and onto the floor. They've got staff everywhere.
2: Yes, that's real staff. But some places, the old Andy Frain usher didn't care. Cap and I saw it ourselves. We did
3: turning a blind eye to the Uber Eats driver. Man. Cap
2: and I are sitting there, and we're calling the game, the high school game. DeMar DeRozan's there because he loves basketball. Three he's, feet from me and Hoodie. He's on the, in the front seat. You know, he's in the front row, and the security's right next to DeRozan. And all these fans come from the stands at Wintrust to try to get his autograph. They're coming out of their seats. Hey, DeRozan, can I get your autograph? I love DeRozan. I'm like, hey,
1: Andy Frame, Hey. Don't you see what's going on here? There's literally, I'm not exact, 40 people in line. Can I get a picture? Hey, man, I went to the same high school. My cousin Jimmy went to where you went to junior. And he's sitting there being the nicest guy. We both remarked, what a good dude this DeRozan is. And I finally, did I not? I got up. I went to one of the guys running the event. I said, you guys are going to have a problem here. You need to patrol this. That's DeMar DeRozan crying out loud. And then they got security down there. That's it.
2: Get oh, down. my God. It's just unbelievable. Crazy. So, so some security is lax, and that clearly was that the case of Duquesne. Something happened there.
0: A-10
3: security is just fake.
0: Ah, <laughs> A-10! we just... He just I mean, what, what
3: is it. going on? A-10, you're not the Big Ten. Step up. A-10 security's fake. He just sold us. All right, coming up.
2: We've got around the NFL, and then still to come, deal breakers at 835. Cap'n J. Hood, weekday mornings at 7.
0: Here's today's headlines, headlines with Cap'n J. Hood.
2: Patrick Mahomes says that he's ready to go for the AFC championship. Aaron Rodgers says that he's open to restructuring his contract if he plays in 2023, brought to you by Pfizer. Also, Luis Robert and Johan Moncada joined Cuba's World Baseball Classic roster. Duquesne blows out Loyola by a score of 72-58.
0: Cap and J-Hood are back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. On Chicago's Home
1: for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: We all have to make choices in sports and in life. It could be running on third down.
1: You ran the same third down situation, and you ran the same play twice. You're getting paid for that. I cannot believe
0: the call. Or managing finances. This country, you've got to make the money first. Or it could be a deal breaker.
2: I'm Doug Llewellyn, and here's the case of a wrong, wrong, wrong
1: show. There's no Rusty the Bailiff? There's no Rusty the Bailiff. We've got... Snorling the moderator. Jay Moore is the bailiff.
2: Oh, that's a different show. You are correct. There you go. It's Deal Breakers every Thursday at 835 or thereabouts.
1: Brought to you by SEOlevelup.com. SEOlevelup.com. Ask for my friend, Tommy Seilheimer.
2: Here's Shay Norling, Shay?
1: You know, I know Deal Breakers is
3: starting to catch on because I'm getting help with it from people around the station now. Sylvie sends me things. I get things from Black and Abdallah. People want to hear their stories on Deal Breakers, hoodie. It's exciting.
2: I love it. I love it because you never know what we're going to get. And Cap and I have no idea what's coming, so that's what makes it even special. It's not even talked about. All of a sudden, it just pops up, and we got to do it
1: off the top of our heads. That's the same thing with Shot No Shot. Danny started that where he came up with the game And we never knew the question. Yes. Which I like it that All right, Shay. All right, store up. Let's go. What's our
2: first question?
1: You and your wife are expecting your
3: first child. You're doing some research through your family trees. You want to find a name for the baby. While you're doing the research, you discover your great-grandparents had the same names. So you go a little deeper. You further confirm your second cousins. What do you do?
1: So my wife and I are expecting... So we're already married. We've already consummated the marriage. We got a baby coming. And now I look and Mindy and I are second cousins. nothing I can do. It is what it is.
2: I bet that happens more than you know. Oh, bleep. You know what? It's not a deal breaker for me. We're going to break up now. Right. Now, again, we know, Shay, the term family secrets. Every family has one. That would be a secret. No one would know
3: that we're...
1: We don't tell anybody.
3: <laughs> no one, like, nobody. Nobody in the neighborhood. So the New York Post story that this came from, they said it's there, It's a secret they keep in the neighborhood. I'm like, probably not a secret anymore. You're the New York Post.
2: Man, no one would know that. It would just be in the family. I'm, and I say the family just between her and I. That would be the end of that. I wouldn't tell my neighbor, hey, by the way, this is my wife, Sarah, and we're second cousins.
1: Right. Why do you need that that smoke everywhere? You don't.
3: The wife said it's a good thing because when I go to my family reunion, he goes to his too. <laughs> that was the actual quote. Nobody has to know,
2: man. Yeah, no shot. <laughs> it's not a deal breaker. Ugh, we're cousins. We're divorcing. Nah, you know what? We'll just continue to smash. Correct. Here's okay. Shane Norlick.
3: Are you moving to Alabama? Might not be a deal breaker, but honey, let's go somewhere where this suits us a little more, huh? <laughs> it
2: happens in metropolitan cities, too. It's just people just don't know. I would just say, you know what? If we love each other, we love each other.
3: That's it. Let's Dude. go live in a swamp in Louisiana, honey. Let's go live somewhere that fits this this role we've somehow found ourselves in. And
2: now in Homa, here comes Uncle Jack, and he's trying to kill gators for the season.
3: I love swamp people. Go ahead, pal. All right. You live in an apartment building in the city. Your neighbor in the building next to you installs a camera in their window to look out, monitor packages, monitor the street, whatever they need to do. But it has a bright floodlight that's motion activated. Anytime the light gets turned on, it shines directly into your bedroom window. Bright. You don't know anyone who lives in that building. You don't know who owns the camera. How
1: do you handle this? Take a football and throw it right at it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not happening.
0: Wait a minute, Cap! You can't, man! You can't do that!
1: Bam! You
0: can't Not
1: throw a There's football. There's your laughing camera. No.
2: no, the camera's on. They'll they'll see you throwing that football. You can't do that.
1: I'd probably then get a ladder, uh huh, late, climb up there in the middle of the day when no everyone's at work. Yes, tape right over the light.
2: Now you said, "Shay, you can't contact those people that are never
3: home." Right. Well, you could. I mean, you could go knock on the door, but you don't know these people. You don't know anyone in the building. You don't know who in which unit, uh, who lives in which unit, or who owns the camera. How are you going to contact them? You got to go knock on doors. Cap would do that. Cap
2: would definitely do that. He would I- knock on the door because he's a people person. Excuse me, David. How are you? Listen, um, <clears throat> I work at ESPN One Thousand, number one, uh, weekday mornings, but. Highly rated morning show. (laughs) But two. I have a YouTube page, by the way. YouTube. Look for uh, the recaps with David Kaplan. Oh, number three. This light. There's something with this light. Do you know if I could take this light out? It shines right into my bedroom. I'm just telling you. You'd say something about it. I would. Of course. But I'd
1: be nice. Yes. Like, I believe you attract bees with honey. My wife will call, you know, whoever it is. The airline or some, you know, 800 number about something. Yeah, I, this package can. Hun, she didn't deliver the package at the other end. Just be nice. Hi, how is yeah. your day going? Yeah, no. Could you help me with this, please? We are married to the same person. It's like.
2: Because, I mean, she she's from the David Horowitz fight back era. Right. Remember that show used to come on yes. Sunday mornings? Yes. Fight back with David Horowitz. Make sure that no one rips you off. And so she's from that era. She's the first one to pick up the phone and go online and complain about something. Right. Package not here on time. I understand, but man, I believe that I would try to knock on some doors to find out. It's not a deal breaker. I wouldn't move. I wouldn't
1: move. No, but you're taking that camera down. Well, well, I'm going. I'm probably doing exactly what Hoodie said. Like, be all be fair. I yes. would knock. Go- Excuse me. Is that your camera on the back? No, that's the owner of the building. Would you have a property management number? Yeah. Hi, my name is David Kaplan. I'm the neighbor of the building you own at 227 West 79th Street. Uh, the light on the camera, I get it for security. It's shining right into my bedroom. Could you please ask your maintenance man to direct it away? That's right. That's now, if they said it. no, sledgehammer to the head.
3: <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow! <laughs> I mean, this happened in my, apart- oh, in my uh, place with my wife. This isn't my story. This is from Abdallah. But this happened with my wife. Somebody in our building put a camera up outside their window, uh-huh. and it looked like it was looking into ours. We just sent an email to the uh, uh, property management company, and they said, I don't, yeah, can't do that. Take that down immediately. That's fantastic.
2: I think that that's the right way. It's not a deal breaker. But at some point, if it doesn't get taken down, I'll take it down. Oh, great. I'll take it down.
3: The sledgehammer I love.
2: <laughs> coming up, we have more deal breakers. Danny's going to put money in your pocket, so listen closely. That's coming up in a minute. And then more deal breakers on Cap and J Hood weekday mornings at 7.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Facebook at ESPN Chicago. Cap and J Hood are back on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports.
2: Deal Breakers with Shay Norling. Shay?
3: All right, boys, you and your wife throw a dinner party every Monday night with your friend as a fun way to start the week. With your friends as a fun way to start the week. Recently, an old high school friend moved to your area. Now, you don't have any interest in reconnecting, being friends with them now, but they've overheard that you throw a dinner party on Monday nights with people in the neighborhood. and They show up one night uninvited. Knock on the door. Hey, I heard about this dinner thing I want in. Do you get them a plate, or do you ask them to leave?
2: Mm. They weren't invited, but they show up, Cap. Do you ask them to leave? Dinner party. Okay,
1: is the dinner party for work associates? Is the dinner party close family? It's your friends. It's just a random
3: smattering of friends. Not random. It's your close friends. You do this every Monday night. It's a tradition you've built with the people in your circle. There's a reason why they were not invited, right?
1: Why were they not invited,
2: right? There's a reason, maybe because of room or because maybe they don't like those guys. So do you, so do you throw them out or give them a plate? Well, I don't want controversy and drama, and uh, I try to stay drama free as much as possible. So I like I like to think that uh, I'd like to think that I'd give them a plate, Cap.
1: Yeah, I would give them a plate. Now, I might say to my wife over some pillow talk, "Uh uh-huh. can you believe Michelle and Jonathan just showed up <laughs> out of nowhere and expected to sit down with us? The temerity the, to just show up. The temerity of those two. I might say that, but I would not be the one to say, yeah, we have friends over. Sorry, you're out.
2: See, no. now, now the Kool-Aid man behind you, he definitely would say, oh, I didn't expect you. What are you doing here? right that's not all i'd say
3: who the hell do you think you are oh heaven you You, don't but you you know you hear about this all right listen you just moved here i know we have we know each other from high school we haven't spoken you hear about this and you knock on my door get off the porch you're kicking them right Get off the property my god who do you think you are I listen. If I invite you into my home, that's one thing. But if you show, one thing I can't stand more than anything else is people who show up uninvited. It's my least favorite thing in the world. One of my friends, actually, one of my high school friends, did this once when I had people over at my house. He said he drove by my house, saw my car and one of my friend's cars was there, Mm -hmm. so he parked, got out, and walked in the back door. Wow! Who the hell do you (laughs) think you are? Get out!
2: Cap, is that how you'd handle it? Because uh, uh, the Kool-Aid man would definitely be throwing them out. I would not throw them out. But you would be wondering. That would be controversy in the, at the party.
1: Now, if you said Mindy invited the leadership team that she works with at Malnati's. They're all at a, a dinner that they're having. And my neighbors showed, hey, can we get a plate? This is actually a, a collection of Mindy's work people from the leadership team at the company she works at well let's try and get together tomorrow or have a drink over the weekend mm-hmm. so that is a way to get out of it if it's a random collection of friends and they see him there yeah get a plate <laughs>
2: God. but not not Shay though he's got the vape going <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing here that's right <clears throat> what is going on here
3: you weren't invited. <laughs> I'm just telling you. I mean, you think I'm I'm the Kool Aid Man, Hoodie? Think about my my friend in high school who walked in the back door of my house when I had people over and he wasn't invited. I understand. Now, I didn't kick him out, but I got to tell you, I would if that ever happened again. I would because it was so uncomfortable. Everybody just sitting around silently because this person who's not supposed to be here is here, and we don't know what we can talk about.
2: All right. No, that's true. You makes things uncomfortable. You can't gossip with those two in there. Correct. All right. Any more deal breaker? You got one more for us. Got please? one more.
3: You start dating a new girl who's everything you look for in a romantic partner. She's beautiful. She has a perfect sense of humor that matches yours. She's, you got a lot of things in common. She enjoys doing some of the same things as you. Mm-hmm. You go over to her place. It's an absolute pit. It's messy. It's infested with mice and rats. She's not taking care of her things. It's not like she doesn't have money or this. Is, she can't afford to live nicer. No, she tells you, quote, she hates displaying wealth.
2: She hates displaying wealth, meaning at her home where she doesn't like to spend money at all.
3: What does yeah, that mean? She hates showing how much she has. So she lives as though she has nothing.
1: Yeah, I'm long gone. Man, you got to live a little, right? Correct. If you're going to work hard and you'll be successful. Look, you live how you want to live. You fan how you want to, whatever it is. So at the start of this, you said this is a relationship that I'm into. Yeah, it's the grits the greatest girl. She's
3: beautiful, perfect sense of humor, matches yours. She's into some of the same stuff. She just hates displays of wealth. Her house is a mess. She hoards things. I'm
1: gone. Oh no no no. Out. Nope. Out nope. nope. I'm good. Cause if she's allowing her crib to look that way, there's no way she's put together like I would hope my partner would be. Yeah. Like my wife is highly organized in every aspect of her life. Mm-hmm. And the way she dresses, the way she... Everything. Mm -hmm. The way she raised the kids, all of it. So that works. Had I shown up at Mindy's crib after we started dating, I'm like, wow, this girl's beautiful. I'm really into her. We have a lot of the same taste. Hey, there's a rat here, and there's garbage everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone. But she, th- those two don't go hand in hand. Do no. either of you know where this story comes from? No.
2: I do not. Is, is, was it on the TV show? Was it Hoarders?
1: It
3: was, uh, well, it, it might be. It was trending on Twitter last night. Do we remember Julia Fox of Uncut Gems fame? And is that the one that dated D? D Kanye West?
2: Uncut jams. Yes, absolutely. With Sandler. Uncut
3: jams. She's gone viral now because she posted, I believe, a TikTok showing her disgusting ass apartment with rodents running around, Mm -mm. hoarding all of these things, saying she used to sleep with billionaires, but she used them all and hates displays of wealth. So she lives like this. A hoarder with rodents in her New York City apartment. Yeah, I'm out. I don't care how, how hot she is. That's brutal. The fall from grace for this Julia Fox. I mean, she was on top of the world after Uncut Gems. Now to, to here, mm. hoarding and rodents in the apartment. That Go.
2: completely was a deal breaker. Yeah. Gone. So there, there you have it. Um, we will be with you until 10 o'clock. Then Greeny comes up from 10 to noon. Carmen and Yurko from 12 to 2. Weil and Sylvie from 2 to 6. It'll be Joe and Amber followed by Freddie and Fitzsimmons right here. On Chicago's Home for
1: Sports. And that was brought to you by SEOLevelUp.com. Ask for the great Tommy Seilheimer for your search engine optimization.
2: You and Shay need to get this out of your system. You and Shay, with this NFC North and how the Bears are built, or this is, we, we're going to have this out. We're going to hammer this out in our next segment. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the last time I want to hear it. You guys are bickering back and forth with an exchange of ideas about how the Lions are built and how the Bears can be the Lions and all that. This will end in our next segment. Because you guys have a difference of opinion, but you both have great points. So three of the four teams in the conference championship have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Do the Bears need to think about resetting the clock? We'll talk about that and the Bears-Lions comparison in two minutes on Cap and Jay Hood.